Hello everyone, good afternoon. BC here again from BC Moto. I'm here this time in my office. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon on the 26th episode of the BC Moto Tech Tuesday. And for those of you on YouTube, thank you for joining us as well. This will be on Instagram Live for the next 24 hours. We also have our podcast being recorded right now. And you can view that on iTunes, Public Radio, or Anchor. And for those on YouTube, you'll be there forever. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. Hey Sam, good seeing you. Hello Sean, Ray Lauren, thank you so much for joining us. I think good. Wow, so many of you, I really appreciate the love. Thank you so much. Hello GMAC, good seeing you as well. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. And once again, my wonderful assistant Ari is here. Say hi Ari. Hi. There you go. And she's <laughs> going to be able to share with me all the questions you guys have. So, hello, Flex. Good seeing you. Good afternoon, everyone. Hello, Aden, Zuler, Basil, Sam. So good to see you. I need to give you a call, Sam. See how things are going. Hello, Mar. The world is a great place, Adrew. Thank you so much. Hello, Super Dark Art. Dark Art. AJ from the UK. Thanks for joining us and for all your questions this afternoon. And speaking of all the questions, we had a ton come in. Ari's giving me the crazy eye. There's so many. So what we may have to do today, thanks to your support, is to really break this session in two. We'll do one right now for about an hour, and then after lunch, we'll come back about 2, let's say 3 o'clock, 3 o'clock Pacific, and we'll continue again and keep answering your questions. So please forgive me if I don't get to all the live questions right now, and if I don't get to all the writings you guys send in. So I will try my best GMAC to answer yours this time. And I don't know if you sent yours in, if Ariana has it. Okay, she's sitting. Yes, she does. So we will get to all your questions. I haven't even reviewed anything with her. I have no idea what's going on. It's been crazy. I'm here in the office. And after this, I'm going to head over to the back. And you'll be able to join me in the back later on, you know? <laughs> so um, Ray Lauren is starting us off already. He's saying he has a question for me. What's the most horsepower a stock Z6 sleeves can take? And that depends on the... Porosity in the block, it depends on the health of the engine, and significantly depends on the tune. So, those vehicles, those engines in the Z6s are very knock sensitive. So that means that it has a very small composite chamber that's very efficient. If you push too much ignition timing, you can really hurt the cylinder sleeve and fracture it. So, all things being equal, I'm going to assume it's an engine of good health, the sleeves have very minimal porosity, and above and beyond that, the tune is proper. I wouldn't be comfortable with anything post 400 wheel. So 100 horsepower per cylinder with a proper tune and a good fuel like 85 would be absolutely perfect. So I hope that answers your question properly. Starting off, Ari, what do we have today with the first tech question on this 26th episode of Beast Mode Tech Tuesday? Let's start with a question from Madman HWC. Madman, <laughs> I think you're here, Madman. So Ari has a question from you. What was your favorite car that you have ever built or worked uh, on and why? So, uh, favorite car, there's so many to choose from. So many to choose from. I would say it was the 76 911 that I have back there. It's the blue 911 with the crazy twin turbos, shooting flames. That's so much fun for me because it's the perfect combination of modern technology with the beauty of a classic car. So it's more of a resto mod in the pure sense where it has this old school 76 beautiful chassis that's a wide body 930 and has all the new technology and accoutrements from a new 911. So drive-by wire, canvas communication, um, 
water methanol for those who want to continue to keep on 91 octane for that time frame it was perfect it was a perfect car for me to really get everyone's attention the purists pay attention and they don't like what i did but they pay attention they're not pissed off because it's not a water-cooled chevy engine <laughs> um the hot rodding guys really appreciate it because it's really a fast very powerful car those who love Porsches like it because it's very elegant. It doesn't look crazy or with crazy wings and crazy... It's just very elegant. So, it is my favorite car. Thank you so much. That car is badass. I appreciate that. It's a beautiful car. It has the technology that we come to love. It's very fast and it looks old school. It's really perfect. So, thank you so much. Iken and Dale, well, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. You know, Fox, I have not. But I'm narrowing it down to two things. Some people are seeing a crazy K-series. Even my friends, I have people from Honda, American Honda, they're telling me to try and use one of the smaller, newer power plants, maybe the 1.5 liter from the SI. So it's a toss-up between, Ariana's like, no. It's one of the toss-up between new, the new L-Series um, uh, Earth Dreams or a K-Series. So we'll see. I'll keep you posted. Okay. So what else do we have, Ari? I saw Kenny Boy here. So I'm going to Kenny Boy. Question. No worries. Will you be reappearing in the fastest car at all in the future? And what was it like working on the show? So, the fastest car for many of you saw was on Netflix. We had a great time filming that. It was quite unfortunate what happened to us because we were asked to run on street tires. Everyone else slicked down. And, of course, you saw the results. But the pouring out of empathy and attention from all of you all across the world has helped get the people in production very excited about our interaction there. So, they're trying to get together to get some funding for Series 2. If it does happen for a second season, we would definitely be there. So, that being said, stay tuned. It was actually a very good experience. We had a great time filming that. The people there were so pleasant. Even um, Eric from Always Evolving, great guy. He is so nice. It was absolutely fantastic. And that's the great thing about the performance community. Everyone is just so great. There's so much camaraderie. People get along. I love, I love the automotive community. There's no other place we can have such a great I would say almost like a collegiate experience. You know, perfect example. Look at this. You guys may see this, but these are some socks I have. See, it has the UK, like the, it has the, the UK flag on it. That was just sent to me from the guys from Sharkworks up north. Alex Ross, great guy, great enthusiast. Started with, um, with NSXs. He loves Porsches. He's awesome. And to be able to send me something like this and he sent me a hoodie, what a great guy. So, Alex, thank you so much. These socks are awesome. I love them. Hey, Mark. Good seeing you, sir. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. And it's great seeing you last week as well. Thank you so much. So it's really, really, really good. Okay, so um, random JDM fan is saying he's in L.A. this week, and he wants to he wants to come by and see us, Ari. So um, JDM, you must forgive me, please, but um, we have a very secret project we're working on now. My facility is actually almost closed to the public for three months because we have to finish this project. And we have a whole film crew back there who's filming and documenting everything we're doing. So I'm so, so sorry. But um, hang tight. Um, in a you know, couple months, we will have access again and we can have some fun. Okay? So I hope you're not too disappointed. But it'll be better when we come back. We'll have even more cooler, better things then. So hang tight. I do know Abel. So Flex, I know Abel very well. Abel Ibarra was a drag racer that raced with us. As you see behind me, I have a lot of... Uh, drag race uh, trophies here, and that's from my years of racing. I still love racing so much. Abel was someone we always looked up to. He had a K&N full sponsorship. He was big into rotaries. He spoke extremely well. I remember watching him on ESPN, and when he was interviewed, he'd, he'd say the, he wouldn't say, oh, my car. He'd always say the K&N RX-7, and 
Canon AM-R7. He was great. And I really learned from him how to speak properly in racing scenarios. So he's a great guy, really humble, fast, very innovative. And his facility is not too far from us here. He's, he's a really good guy. You know, forgive my farmer's tan, guys. I'm sorry about that. He's <laughs> <Harry's> laughing <laughs> like, what's going on? I was in the sun this weekend at Ibach. It was really sunny, so I had a lot of sun. Mode of I know, I need to get a busy moment. Sorry, sorry about that, guys. Anyway, um, <laughs> so that being said, I'll give him a call and see when his dino day is. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't mind going there to see him. Thank you so much, Flex, for sharing that. I know, farmers, absolutely boomer. Ibach was really warm. <laughs> he knew it. He knew it. Yes, Jeremiah, he, he's a great guy. Absolutely, Flex. Sounds good. Yeah, that Montana sun got me. You were there, too. I mean, I'm just, look at this. I'm just like... Former Tandow. Harry's <laughs> laughing at me. Okay. Boomer has a hat tan. I'm so sorry. I have my hat on the whole time, so mine's not so bad. But yeah, the, the shirt stuff, the, uh, it's bad. The worst is this the glasses tan. Oh, the glasses, the raccoon thing, that's yes. really bad. That's really, really bad. Um, this coming weekend, I'm going to be working. The following weekend, we have a KW Shakedown at the Streets of Willow in Willow Springs. So I'll be there, not this weekend, but the following weekend. And the weekend after that, we'll be with Matt Farah at Buttonwillow doing some filming for, um, I believe it's Rodan Track. So we have a very crazy week coming up, which is really good. You know? So, Ari, more questions, please. Because she's, you know, she she's a strict disciplinarian. She's giving me the look. See, she's giving me the look and the finger <laughs> that I need to answer these questions you guys sent in so you won't be mad at me. Okay, so, thank you so much, Savage. Okay. Yes, Ari. Adrian has a great question. He AJ. I love your questions, AJ. Hey, Shell. <laughs> okay. Would you be able to lean burn an engine more if you were using billet pistons over a conventional oh. forged or cast piston for increased power and fuel economy, or would it not make any difference? So, forged and billet, no difference. Um, the forging just allows you to do things that are very, very creative in terms of ring, piston crown design, uh, underskirt design, you name it, um, pin design, all that good stuff. Um, forgings use a very similar material, depending on what you choose, and just can be made mass product in a mass production capacity, so it's easier to machine. Um, cast wheels, or uh, not wheels, but cast pistons are cast pistons, as the name implies. They are not very impervious to high heat and high pressure environments that are above and beyond what you may do in high performance applications. So to answer your question, yes, forged and billet ones can allow you to get away a lot more lean burn. It has much more heat resilience than those which you may see from a cast piston. But the gains that you would see that could put the cast piston in such a bad predicament are not that huge. In other words, you're not going to see additional two miles per gallon per, per se. It's fairly negligible, but it does exist if you want to split hairs, you know? Nice meeting you as well, SB. Oh, yes, I saw your email. SB, we get tons of emails. Literally, Ariana can vouch just hundreds of emails. Every week. So I will get to you. I saw it. I'm answering them one by one, getting to all of them. Ariana's on it, answering it. It was fantastic meeting you, SV. And I look forward to working with you, especially since you are fairly nearby. Okay. Yes, sorry. Okay, we have a question from Adam Bendov. Adam Bendov. Hopefully you're here. Has Magnus Walker ever driven one of your Porsches? Porsches, I'm sorry. Have you ever driven one of his? Answer is no and no. Um, Magnus, great guy. He is also in the automotive scene. Very, very talented designer, loves Porsches, loves Mopars, great, fantastic individual. We spent a lot of time when we filmed the EA Fest, um, uh, video game, Need for Speed. We were in the UK twice, 
flew together first class, got to know each other very well. What a great guy. Very humble as well. And so we have this thing we're trying to do. He wants to get behind his center seat Porsche and also the Viper we have back there. And I'm going to make that happen. And I'd love to be able to drive his 227. 277. 277. Okay, so 227 was a sh- sitcom show on television. Was on it? On BET or something. Anyway, <laughs> so that being said, by all means, it hasn't happened, but it's going to happen soon. So thank you so much. IMD, it was a pleasure interacting with you as well. I had a great time at IBOC and a pleasant, pleasant surprise. So thank you so much. Okay. What else do we have, Ari? Okay, we have a question from I drive an E28. I drive an E28. I wonder what kind of car he drives. E28? Probably a BMW. Okay, yeah, so I drive. <laughs> do you think you would ever do a large build, like the single C Cayman or the mm-hmm. Odyssey, that isn't a Porsche or a Honda? And if so, what would it be? So to answer your question, yes, we have already. We've done very crazy builds for Ford. If you remember, we had 900 horsepower Mustang. And then... Pretty much the craziest build that we've had with our team, you know, with Duran and Sam and the rest of the guys here. We did a real-wheel drive conversion on a 2017 Hyundai Santa Fe, which made more power than the Hyundai Genesis that we built years ago, which at that time was the highest horsepower Hyundai. Now, the Santa Fe has killed it. My Genesis made 849, and then I pushed it to 1,022. Now, this one makes 1,100 road drive converted. So, it's crazy like that. We've already done it. Absolutely, Sam. It was a great, we had a great time. Thank you very much, Opara. I appreciate that. Ndewo. So, that being said, yeah, <laughs> yes, Dero was dipping in the Kool-Aid. Yes, he was. <laughs> yes, a Santa Fe Savage. So, it's bananas. Twin turbos hanging out. We took it from a um, uh, front-wheel drive uh, transverse setup to a longitudinal road drive. Now, manual gearbox. For racing seats, cage, Sam got down, Duran got down, my pink I got down, I did crazy tuning, AM Infinity. It was awesome. It was fantastic. So thank you so much. We had a great time. Yep, 1100. And it's a Hyundai. You know what's embarrassing? Not embarrassing, I shouldn't say embarrassing, but the most powerful car in my facility is a Hyundai. Not a Porsche, not a Honda, a Hyundai. Imagine that. Okay, so what else do we have already? Uh, question from CT Racer. CT Racer, Alfie. I don't know if Alfie's here, but if you are, hello, Alfie. What is your favorite restaurant? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Can you briefly describe the tuning process for flex fuel tuning? Okay, that's involved. That's a session in itself. So let me ask you a first question first. My favorite restaurant. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. Oh, she knows it. <laughs> I just have. I mean, I mean, what is it again? Fogo de Chao. Fogo de Chao is a Brazilian steakhouse. I love steak. I was going to say I love meat, love but meat. I, I don't want to say that. <laughs> I love steak. It's awesome. I love it. Fogo de Chao in Beverly Hills. Those are my peeps. They're great. You know, I had my reception there. I love going there once a month. I'll go there every week. I'll go there every day if I could. Great place. I love I love Brazilian steakhouse. It's fantastic. Their meats, their cuts are absolutely excellent. So I love those guys. Um, we're a very close second is Banana Bay in Roland Heights. Nice hangout spot, great people. The owner is fantastic, John is fantastic, John. And that's good. Now, flex fuel tuning is, wow, really interesting. So, without going into too much detail, to make it very simple, I do a full petrol tune, drain the fuel out, do a full tune on the highest concentration ethanol I can find. Optimize that, especially with ignition timing, and have a very unique knock curve for that as well. Then interpolate the two for ignition timing and fuel. That's pretty much a nutshell. It's a lot more involved than that, but that's a good 
surface level interpretation of what we do with flex fuel. So a proper petrol tune, another tune on the highest concentration ethanol blend, hopefully E85, E90 thereabout, and then interpolate in between for ignition timing. And then I use, of course, we have a flex fuel sender that's a continental based one that sends the right frequency to the ECU that's being interpreted and it can tell us ethanol content. So I love using that, um, using AM Infinity for such, such a uh, setup, it's great. Yes, we did quite a bit with Outback Type 2. Jeremiah is Type 2. He does a lot of our stickers. Great guy. He's been with me from back in the 90s. And we were sponsored by Outback Steakhouse for many years in our drug race program, which is really cool. And we got a lot of, lot of opportunities there. Um, I may end up, Madonna, bringing my, my um, operation to Nigeria. It depends on the government. Totally depends. I'd be more than happy to. Um, I am not marquee specific Savage. So Savage 86, I love all type of vehicles. I'm really a huge advocate of internal combustion engines. I also love EVs as well, and the combination of the two. Um, I think it was asking me the cost of the Wago Van engine. I assume you mean the 724 horsepower one we built years ago. Um, it was pretty involved um, for the very first one, but I was able to build a, put a, a very nice build thread, which ended up being one of the most popular ones on Honda Tech, and crazy on, on, on um, uh, I believe it was one cam only, and some other single cam forms and the wagon form. But now we made it so simple. So I don't foresee you spending more than, I guess, turbo included manifold, maybe six, seven grand. So that's uh, very simple. I'll go over this. Please bear with me, Ariana. I'm tired. Please bear with me. I'll go over real quickly the ingredients for that build. Golden Eagle sleeve block, Tron pistons nine to one, nine and a half to one, and 80, I don't know, we went to a 76 millimeter bore, um, BC motor rods, Factory crankshaft, treated bearings to be using WPC, um, BC motor level 3.6 camshaft, BC motor springs or retainers, Golden Eagle intake manifold, custom exhaust manifold, a Turbonetics 65-65 turbo, um, AEM uh, engine management solution, Rywire harness, uh, let's see what else would be, uh, ported head via our friends at Portflow, um, and of course to break in I use the Purell SAE30, and I, uh, SAE40, sorry, and then a Purell 10W40 as my regular fill. So it's a very straightforward build that many people have replicated and had a lot of time with, you know. Um, we have a dealer known as Pro Phoenix in the UK. I'm sure he'd be more than happy to help you. If you have a hard time reaching him, write to me at sales at bcmodel.com and I'll put you in touch with Daryl, who is the owner of that company. He is our authorized dealer in the United Kingdom and he can take care of you by all means. Martin, thank you so much for the kind words. Hello, Dumas. Good seeing you. Um, yes, Hart, I am an engineer. I'm a chemical engineer by, by academia, but I am a hardcore enthusiast. So I experimented for years in the racing arena, in drag racing in particular, and I love experimentation. I'm not one of those enthusiasts that if I blow up an engine, I give up and throw up my hands in despair and stop. When I hurt an engine, my own engine, of course, I'm, my interest is peaked. I bend over backwards to understand what happened and how to improve it. One thing that many of you may or may not know about me, I'm about improvement. It's extremely important to me. It's in my soul, the essence to become better each day, to take a scientific approach to making things better than I found them before, including myself or family or relationships. I'm all about being better the day after than the day before. So that is something I extrapolate in every facet of my life, including tuning. And of course, in the in you know, in your life, if you have that mantra, 
if something knocks you down, you don't just stay down. You get up, dust yourself off, and keep going. And I do the same thing with building, with tuning, with my family, with my friendships, you name it. I'm all about that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, C. Perez and Hart. Appreciate that. Yes, great guy. He's a great, great, great guy. Thank you, Z. Okay, Ari, what else do we have? Question from Insta. So many questions. It's great. Insta-la. Insta-la. Insta-la? Insta-la. 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 Yeah. Okay. Is there anything you wanted to build, but in the end was too ambitious? That's a good question. Yes. So, let me think about this. Anything I wanted to build. So, want to build means, I don't know if he's using past participle or present or future tense. So, let me tell you one opportunity I had. Um, Ford. So we worked with Ford to build a very nice uh, Ford Mustang to help launch the new EcoBoost. And my goal was to make a 800, maybe 900 horsepower setup. And my goal was to make it a very, very fun driver and still reach that goal. So I found out because of the head configuration, it was very, very challenging to do. So I had to use a 78 millimeter turbo, cram as much air into that engine as possible using E85 with a right fuel mi mixture, a lot of boost, and I got to 900, but it was a dog to drive. It, it was just really laggy. So my goal was to have a fun-to-drive 900-horsepower Mustang that was a four-cylinder. And what I got was a 900-horsepower vehicle that was laggy, had a 1,500-rpm power band, and was not fun. It made the number. Hey, Paul. Wanamuke. How are you? Good to see you. Um, Paul is someone I grew up with back home in Nigeria, which is great, and he's now in the UK, enjoying life with his family. Say hi to everyone, Paul. Um, but, so I have this 900 wheel horsepower setup, big Turbinex turbo, made the power, but wasn't fun. So that is where I felt it was a project I had where I had this goal in mind, and I got the number, but it wasn't a fun car like I wanted it to be. That car had been much more fun with a smaller turbo, but the head configuration and restrictions prevented me from being able to do that efficiently. So those engines would like a much smaller turbo, and doesn't need to have that much crazy horsepower to be enjoyable. So I hope that answers your question very well. And a good first enthusiast car recommend? Probably a Honda Fit. It's cost effective. The engine bay houses a L15, the current model, and you can put a lot of swaps in it and make it a very nice, fun setup. Hello from TJ Empire, great meeting you. I look forward to doing a lot with you as I wrote to you recently, so thank you so much. My dream project? Wow. I have two that I may come to life. Um, a full EV Classic 911 and to recreate AMG's Red Pig race car from the 70s with a newer AMG power plant and all Beast Motor Magic on it. Just crazy, sick, old school looking, fast, modern technology race car. Those would be the two dream projects I have. Very doable, very down to earth. It's just my time. And the budgets are crazy when I want to do things like that. So it's, it's pretty difficult. Um, no, I don't know. Oh, yes. So the mini owner who has my wagon, I see him almost every week. Is Zach from Gene J nearby here. So he's going to get that together soon. He's putting AM Infinity, and he'll be tuning it here. Yes. Um, I do work on Subarus. We sell a lot of parts for them, but I don't have one where I build myself. You should look up the Red Pig. It's pretty cool. It's one of AMG's first vehicles they ever did that went and really just dominated and did well on the racing circuit. And they competed with much more higher budget setups and just dominated on the track. People were shocked, like how could this four-door big 
pig, red pig, even compete. And it did. And it shocked everyone. Those guys are fantastic. So I'd love to, yes, tuners, I'd love to do a modern interpretation of a red pig. I want to do it. It's just time and resources. I mean, I, I mean, maybe we should probably hit up the guys from, from Mercedes-Benz and see if they can help us out. But I'd love to be able to do that. That should be, that should be awesome. So, yep, absolutely. Through an SEL with a 6.8 VA. I like how you think, tuners. Absolutely. Boomer, see you later. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Sounds good. Okay, so what else do we have, Ari? Question from Basil Designs. Basil Designs. I think he was here earlier. Hello, Basil. He wants to know, have you ever thought of building a 9-11 for Formula D? I have thought about it, but I don't think that a 9-11 Formula D is a very effective drift setup because it's a rear engine, rear-wheel drive. You're trying to, hey, Basil, there you go, hey. And you're trying to slide the rear wheels and you have all this weight of the 9-11 engine. I feel in those type of scenarios, just from a purely scientific perspective, it's better to have an FR setup. Engine in the front, rear-wheel drive, that would be ideal, you know. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah, we're here to answer questions left and right, by all means. I love to answer questions both live and the ones that people write in. So thank you so much. A GTR would be sick. I don't have a relationship with Nissan. <laughs> I don't. So you know what I may end up doing? We're starting to develop a good relationship with Acura. Maybe I'll be a GTR killer with an NSX. You never know. We'll see what we can do. Um, I love Jay-Z engines. RBs I like, but they're pretty heavy, primarily because they're iron blocks. Jay-Zs are sick. Those things or just workhorses. You can use a stock Jay-Z bottom end. It could be a GTE or GE, and you can make a thousand horsepower. And they just laugh at you. We're a proper tune, of course, you know. Oh, thank you so much, Josiah. Thank you. We have plenty of them on sale on the BCMO website with worldwide free shipping. So this shirt, we have on the site. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. Uh, it depends. You know what? A supercharger may be much easier on a Montero just because of sheer packaging. Hello, Raging Bull. I need to come and see you. I believe it's done. I need to come see you soon. We have a lot to talk about. I need to come by and see you. Last time I came by, you were in the office. But guys, Raging Bull Performance, great guys. They primarily deal with exotics. They're in Orange County. A lot of Lamborghinis. Great guys. They know what they're doing. I like those guys a lot. Um, a 944 for FD, I've thought of that. But um, Porsche doesn't really want to support older 944s. It would be so nice. I will come down. I'll give you ample notice. To make sure you guys are around. I won't just show up raging. <laughs> so thank you so much. Okay. So yes, Ari. What else do we have? We have a great question from ECE30. ECE30. Sounds good. Aside from being able to squeeze more power out of an engine, are there any big advantages to using E85 over gasoline in any everyday driver scenario? Or is E85 something that just that's just better for tuning? So lo nearby us here, we have a propel gas station which sells E85, which is very nice from the pump. And very high concentrations of ethanol. The worst I've seen is 80%. So, above and beyond tuning, yes, there's so many advantages. Because of its cooling capabilities, you can actually lend yourself to longer life. The only slight caveat with E85 fuels is that you consume more. So your mileage does depreciate slightly. Well, about 30% depreciation. But, yes, there are advantages of cooling. The emissions, which is a big plus, it's much cleaner. So you look at... NOXs, SOXs, they are much lower. Your carbon footprint is much smaller with an ethanol-based fuel than regular petrol. So that being said, above and beyond power, yes, it's better for the environment. It, it lends itself very well to engine longevity. 
paramedic through a cooler intake charge and a wider turning window as well. So I hope that answers your question properly. Andre, thanks for the kind words. I appreciate that. Uh, Josiah, I'm here in the U.S. I'm in California in Ontario. Beautiful Ontario, California. Um, uh, would I keep a... Oh, in a Honda? I would definitely put an F20 way. I mean, it destroys the Z6 by far. Um, I know a lot about cars, Opera, because I uh, love... I just have the passion about it. I love science. I'm an engineer, and I just have passion about about technology and cars. So anything that has to do with cars, I love, and I try and experiment and read and experience and experiment is just fantastic. You know. Thank you so much, Def Guy. I appreciate that. Um, Pro Charger is a type of supercharger, so it's a brand. Yes. Hope that helps. Oh, ECE30. My pleasure. Thank you for joining us. Hello, Lenny. <laughs> Lenny's laughing. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Some more, uh, okay, some more. let's see. A question from a sacred mark. A sacred mark. I know he's here. He's here. Okay. A sacred mark. I've just purchased the How to Build Horsepower book okay. you referred to last week. Yes. Any other educational books you'd recommend? Yes. If you were learning to build engines, where would you start? Okay. So one of the um, magazine or book, I should say magazine, but a book that I feel that, you know, is really good because why I like these books is that it's not crazily embedded in science. In other words, it's not something that can go over the average enthusiast's head. It's not like a crazy book on, on thermodynamics or mass transfer or fluid dynamics. It's, it's very easy to understand and to grasp. And it's just chock full of, of opportunities and, and, and information and little nuggets of wisdom that can help. Smokey Eunuch, old school, down to earth, brilliant genius wrote this book called Power Secrets. So look it up. Essay in books needs to compensate me for this stuff. I'm, I'm promoting it like crazy. But, and, but it's just great books. Uh, Smoking Eunuch, Power Secrets. Look it up. It's a great read. Fantastic. And to answer your second question about building, find someone who is very comfortable, very successful in building engines the right way and using precision instruments and shadow the person. Get an internship with the person. Shadow them. Learn. That's what I did. I read until the cows come home, until the cows came home, I should say, in past tense. But I had to sit down with someone and observe and help them build multiple engines using not crazy plastic gauge, using dial indicators, dial board gauges, um, using all the right equipment, building in a climate controlled environment. Being able to do that really gave me a solid foundation in building engines that are extremely reliable. It's very important that you do things right. It's no magic that I have very reliable setups. It's because I choose the right components, I build them properly, I partner with great companies, and above and beyond that, use wonderful oil to keep everything together. So that's why you see me building my own engines, using pistons from Trom, using Pure Oils. I just love using stuff. And I use coatings extensively as well. WPC, I love those guys. Really good stuff. Um, Maza Miyata's Nam, Nam the Man is asking... I've tuned tons of them, but I haven't built one myself. But I've had quite a few customers come here with both boosted and NA applications for road race, street, and even uh, time attack. And what's the recent one we had? Um, and Casey has um, autocross and autocross setups as well. My pleasure, A Sacred Mark. My pleasure indeed. Um, I can easily answer that question. Um, I think good. If I build an F22A to the same level as I did the Wago van, it will easily eclipse 1,200 horsepower. Easily. Without just eyes closed. The head is awesome. The bottom end is stout. Easily. 
Easy, easy, easy. Just the pistons have to be really nice and reinforced, and I need some gangster rods. It should be good. Hello, Pierrot. Good seeing you. I was just talking about you guys. I love your oils. Your stuff is sick. I wear your hat daily. I love your stuff. You guys are fantastic. Um, you have a 1600 dual port, and you want to learn how to rebuild. Well, you couldn't turn under me, but I'm not building any 1600 engines for quite a few months from now. But sending your information uh, for internship to sales at bsmo.com. And if you meet a criteria, you'll be able to join the team and have a good time. Uh, any normal car that I want to do as a project? Yeah, there are quite a few normal cars. That's pretty much all I do. But one I haven't done yet, I would like to play with a Chrysler Pacifica. Normal, different van, Chrysler. That would be really cool. That would be really nice. V18C uh, or C5, they both are very good, by all means. Sure, quite a few opportunities, by all means. Yes, AJ, 1200 reliably. I would use aluminum rods. I would use forged pistons with a very heavy-duty pen. Um, I would O-ring and sleeve the block. I would use a level 3.6 camshaft, the same valve train we have. I may or may, maybe I could, I could probably get away with stainless steel valves on intake and exhaust, but if my budget allowed me, I'd go with uh, titanium on intake valves. Yes, that engine is pretty sick. I mean, we've done post 430 NA, let alone boosted. It. It's really good. You can do that. Yes, you can. Now, the gearbox would be interesting. That's a good question. Um, probably something like a Quave Sequential with an HTB. That would be the way to go. That would be nice. Oh, no worries. Thank you so much, Katie Tricks. Appreciate that. Um, steel rods, the one thing about steel rods is not as forgiving. So, it does, when you're at those power levels, post 1,000, post, let's say post 250 per cylinder, any little hiccup will send shock waves through the entire rod to the crankshaft. And our factory cranks don't like that. The mains don't like it. The main caps don't like it. So that being said, aluminum rods above and beyond the fact that they're very lightweight and cost effective for experimenting do a great job to absorb energy. They're shock absorbers. So I'd rather do that. Once again, you want something reliable. I would feel more comfortable doing something that is aluminum rod based for that reason. Yes. Thank you so much, Red. And I should have something even more exciting next year for iBob. Thank you so much, Red. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Red Planet. Appreciate that. Um, well, AJ, I know you live in a place that snows a lot, so that may be a challenge. But we've tested aluminum rods of 40,000 miles without qualm out here in California. So that's not a challenge. But once again, reliability. If you want to stay with steel rods, by all means you can. But your horsepower level needs to be slightly lower. Okay? Hello, Rock. Marvin, good seeing you. Well, seeing you here. I don't see you as much. Hello, AJ. It's been a while since I've seen you. Good seeing you. It was even yesterday. Um, constructive, you're being very naughty. Um, I'm enjoying the change. I would say change. I've enjoyed exploring road racing a lot. It's actually a lot of fun. It's a lot more fun than drag racing. You know, the thing about drag racing, even though it's raw and it's exciting, like, and it's there. Turns and... Oh, stop it. I'm just taking me on here. The, the, the great thing about drag racing, it has this crazy adrenaline rush and the noise, but the more money we spend, the less time we spend on the track. So we go faster and faster to spend less and less, spend more money to spend less time on the track. While road racing, we have the straights, which is awesome. You have the turns. You, you can spend a lot more time on the track. It's so much fun, which is great, you know? 
And it's, it's fantastic. Hello, Sinister's old school. AJ says, hello, Ari. Hi. That he owes us lunch, you know. He does. Sam says, come to dark. Sam, I'm already on the dark side. I'm already there. Thanks to you. You're a bad influence, Sam. You really are. But, um, yeah, we had a good time. Hello, Brazil. Good to thank you for joining us. Okay, Ari. She's giving me the eye again. The look. She's giving me the look. Okay, more questions. Let's get to a question from AJ. AJ, another question from you. <laughs> Would it be possible to have a long... Longitudinal all-wheel drive or rear-wheel drive setup in a first-gen Honda Insight for drag racing. Could you fabricate a transmission tunnel for a TH400 in a prop shaft while retaining the factory chassis, interior, and sound and soundproofing? Okay, so yes, it's possible to do that, but it's extremely invasive, AJ, to do this. And we had a lot of experience, and Sam kind of tested that um, with the Santa Fe. It was very difficult to make it very, very, very factory. Now, when you have a vehicle that the floor panel was set up for front-wheel drive only, which means if you look at the floor panel of the inside, it's extremely flat. The tunnel is very subtle. To be able to put a TH500, to be able to do a rear drive conversion, especially all-wheel drive, is extremely invasive. To make it look OEM can be done, but it's going to be very difficult. You will see a bump in the center. It won't look exactly factory. It can be done. It'll be a pretty penny. It can look OEM-ish, but won't look exactly OEM. So I hope that answers your question properly. Okay? Thank you, AJ. Appreciate that. Um, what piston to walk clearances do you run at 1,000 horsepower? And is there a difference in bearing clearances between steel versus aluminum rods? Yes, yes, and yes. Piston to wall, wow, we've everything, done everything from 1,000 horsepower, depending on the block. We've done 5 to probably 7. And then for bearing clearances, definitely. Um, I run looser rod bearing clearances for aluminum rods. Um, as you can imagine what can happen with the different expansion rates of aluminum, things can happen very quickly. Aluminum expands everywhere. It expands outwards, expands inwards. They even have tangs um, or little dot tangs that exist on the lower cap end, the way you drill a hole and insert and locate the bearings. So I run slightly looser, and I hope that answers your question. I can't give exact numbers. That stuff is kind of proprietary. Um, Oh, thank you. You came all the way from Nashville. That is fantastic, Mo. Thank you for joining us. Really appreciate that. Hello, Armenazi from Chile. So good to see you. Um, thank you so much, Tim. We had a great time filming that show. Really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Okay, Ari, what are the questions do we have? Let's see. Question from Siegel Andy. Siegel Andy. Do you plan on doing another 930 build that yeah. tops your current water-cooled 930? Uh -uh. Or is there a different model Porsche you would love to modify in the future? So, to answer both questions, yes. I have probably one, two, three, four. Four 911s that we need to play with. One of them is a 930, which looks really old school. And another vehicle I could play with is really, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot because it's becoming a very popular platform for corporate Porsche. The Macan. I love to play with a Macan Turbo. They're new. They're compact. It's like a CUV compact utility vehicle. That would be really a lot of fun to play with and just go to town with it. So I'd love to be able to play with that. So I hope that answers your question properly. Um, you never know, tuners. You may be able to meet me. And I may be in Indonesia very soon. I may make a trip to Indonesia, to Thailand, and all that good stuff. So you never know. Let's see what we can do to make it happen. You know. When do we see the next Hyundai Genesis? I'm not at liberty to talk about that yet. <laughs> so, Torch, something exciting is coming, but I can't talk about it quite yet. I'll get in big, big, big trouble. But thank you so much for asking. Um, I've been great. Thank you so much. Bronze, among these guides and seats, 
Yes, I have. So bronze and manganese, yes. Actually, SB, I use them quite a bit. So if you ever see any of my performance heads, I find them extremely appealing. They're quite resilient. I like them very much. Seats, we've done beryllium stuff. And stainless steel, of course, and standard steel. So we've seen some good heat transfer with the beryllium seats. But um, definitely with bronze and manganese, it's my choice. Hello, Maud from Germany. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. I appreciate you as well, Amizi. Thank you so much. Thank you very, very much. Appreciate the kind words. Okay. Yes, sorry. G Mac DeCuddy. G Mac DeCuddy. He wants to know if there are any internship opportunities at our company. I mentioned earlier on, we always love interns. I'm so glad to share that we had an intern here, Sean, who was here with me this past weekend, and he shared some great news. He got accepted into General Atomics. Great company. Awesome aerospace company. He was able to share his experiences here, and he was scooped up just like that out of school, which is great. So we provide good opportunities here. So by all means, if you're interested, write to us. Ari gets all the emails. She makes sure I get, she gets me, pin me down, and make sure I read them. So um, definitely sales at bcmall.com, and if you meet our criteria, you will be joining us. Thank you, Dip. Thank you so much for the kind words. It was great talking to you as well. Hello, Third World Society. Thank you so much. Greetings, Henry Kincaid. It's a pleasure for you to join us this wonderful afternoon. Okay. Yes, sorry. Question from ESCO1. ESCO1. What aspects of tuning took you the longest to really fully comprehend or master? Correlations between heat and efficiency, ignition timing, knock threshold, manifold design, etc. I would say the longest is one he mentioned, knock threshold. It, it took me a long time to grasp that, especially in the early 2000s when that technology was getting very rapidly advanced. From when we used to use deck cans to listen to them, to being able to understand it, to the different microphones, to the glorified microphones that are known as knock sensors, to be able to distinguish between what's knock and what's noise, to the different type of dynos we have access to be able to optimize that. So to answer your question, in a short term, it was knock threshold. But now, I feel leery even tuning cars without knock sensors. I encourage all my clients when they come to tune to please, 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 please have a knock sensor set up in your car and please incorporate an engine management solution that allows me to be able to optimize your setup with knock and build in a knock protocol to keep your engine safe. So God forbid, per cylinder, if an engine knocks due to a hot day, poor fuel, I can be able to put in the fail safe to retard timing and add fuel accordingly to keep the car safe. So, thank you so much for that question. That was fantastic. Hey, Kevin, good seeing you. Oh, I'll let Hadi know that you asked of her. She's going to kill you. Thank you, Vic. Thanks you so much for the kind words. I appreciate that. Thank you so much, GMAT. GMAC, I love all cars. I'm not unique to one marquee. I love Porsches. I love Hondas. I love Dodge Vipers. I love Hyundais. I love Mercedes Benzes. I love Beamers. I'm, I just love cars. I love going fast. My first word as a, as a child was car. I love cars, by all means. Rough cost for that 1200 horsepower build, 1200 horsepower F22 A6. Those engines are cheap. You can get a F22 A for a couple hundred bucks. The biggest expense would be the rocker arm assembly, I would say, in getting those modified to accept a very large camshaft because the footprint on the rockers are very small. So that will set you back about 1200 bucks just on the rockers alone. The camshaft would be another 849 They're about, um, valve trains the same price as any other engine. Um, springs and retainers, same price as any other engine. Pistons, very same price. Um, I would say you're, if you're incorporating the turbo and engine management solution, 
I think you'd be a little bit close to fifteen to sixteen thousand dollars. We'll get you that properly. Um, would I ever have or have the chance to collaborate with Forza? That would be sick. Is what Kenny Boy says. Um, I haven't. I don't have a relationship with Forza. We have a relationship with EA with Electronic Arts, and we've done quite a few with them with the Need for Speed series, but not with Forza yet. But if you look at the last Need for Speed, you'll see my Porsches there. Our logo, you can build cars. It's pretty cool. I love those guys at EA. They're very, very nice. Um, even if it's large like a Volvo or a Freightliner, I didn't quite see a question. Constructive. Ask me again. I'm so sorry. Um, I think the Alcibor Quattro Turbo 5-cylinder is pretty cool. I like that engine. I like the sound of it. It's just really cool. Cool, different sound. You know, It's a great volume. The biggest value being that the engine itself is a couple hundred bucks. It's cheap, but it flows very nicely. And then we figured out all the hard work already. So we have a cam profile. You don't have to start all over again. We have valve train for you. It's pretty straightforward. By all means. The multi-jet engine is really interesting. <laughs> That's a, something that FCA put together. It has The heads are really restrictive. You could make power, but you won't be sending word ablaze. You know. um, something that can tow my car, my clothes easily. Oh, I didn't see his question. I don't know what... Uh, what uh, constructive ass, you know? Yes, you can all drive an F22. Absolutely, you can use an HTB setup and then use something from a CRV. That that would be really cool. But something to hold a lot of power, it will involve a lot of expense expense as well. Thank you so much. Yeah, I have quite a few trophies here, and half of these, uh, the other half is at my residence, which is pretty interesting. Um, so the B series man is really an old technology. It is a small block Chevy of the Honda world, but I really want to do something different. So you can expect to see something different. Even if it's a K, it'd be a K that's not very popular. And I'm trying to decide between a not-so-popular K and an L-series. You never know. But I will keep you posted. It'll be exciting nonetheless. Hello, Rockstar. Good seeing you again. I always see you everywhere. You guys are fantastic. Um, diesel engines, not yet. But I can let you in on a secret constructive. Honda's playing with diesels. So it's pretty exciting. Hello, Hot Wheels Ninja. I love your work. You're really, really talented. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. My pleasure, Manny. Um, Aircrew 4? No, not yet. Plenty of Aircrew 6s, but no Aircrew 4s yet. Kevin says L. I don't know what that means. Oh, L series. I thought you meant L as a loser. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I can't talk about it, Invictus. Good chance, though. Good choice. Jill's is a very good friend. He's really cool. He was here not too long ago. And we spent the whole weekend together, and he's just a great guy, you know. Um, the 533, I still have the car here, which is very nice. Uh, I agree. I agree completely. <laughs> he's laughing. Victor's laughing. Okay. <laughs> what do we have, Ari? Let's get to a question from Christian Yoho. Christian Yoho. <laughs> okay, Christian Yoho. Speaking of diesels, he yes. wants to know if you've ever diesel swapped a 911. No, I have not. I have not diesel swapped a 911 at all. Never done it. It'd be cool though, but I haven't done it. We need to do that. Rockstar, it's inevitable. It's going to happen. I'm doing a lot more road racing. I'm sure I'll see you out there. That'll be so fantastic. San Pedro on the 19th. How's my schedule on the 19th? On the 19th. 19th. Isn't that the same weekend? Oh, I will be in Streets of Willow that day. Because we have a event with uh, KW and Speed District. It's going to be tough for me to come out. But thank you for the invite, nonetheless. Um, uh, Victor says, thank you for helping. No problem. Nice. Okay. 
Oh my god, it's a rock star, you're hitting my husband. Yeah, he's crazy. Heather. <laughs> Heather. Hey, he's calling you Heather. Anyway, okay, so what question do we have? Uh, We're having a lot of fun on this section today. Mm -hmm. Session today. Another question from yes. AJ. AJ, another question from you. How much do you think it would cost to create an adapter plate and okay. other necessary components to pair a K24Z7 engine okay. to a W4A33 DSM auto transmission okay. or J35 transmission with an Acura RL transfer case? Okay. Would it be financially viable or simply not worth the trouble? It can be done. Um, it can be done. The one thing I don't know about the gearboxes that you mentioned are where the starter assemblies are because... What you don't want is to pair a gearbox that doesn't have a starter with an engine that doesn't have a starter, because that can be quite challenging. That would make it very expensive. You have to pair where one has a starter and one the other side doesn't, or where both have so you can choose, because you still need to have the starter engaged on the flywheel that you make as custom, and you just can't start the car if neither one has one. It's very You could, but it's very involved. So the expense is not too hard. If you're very comfortable with drawing with CAD design, you can drop your own CAD and have a machine, which is not very difficult. And then custom mounts are not too crazy. So a budget of about three grand would be a good start off, where a majority of that three grand would be to get a company to make a custom flywheel with you, for you, with a custom center bolt pattern, and also a step uh, ring gear for the starter to actuate. But if you can do the design, that's great. If you don't have the capability to design, that's where it gets expensive. It can easily go into the tens of thousands. So I hope that answers your question properly. Thank you so much. Do they spin the wrong way? If they spin the wrong way, that's a challenge too. The engine and gearbox has to have the same orientation. Thanks, Kevin, for sharing that. If it was a clockwise engine, it has to be made with a clockwise running gearbox and vice versa. You can get away with some of the flat six stuff by flipping it upside down, um, but ideally to make things simple, clockwise engine, clockwise gearbox, counterclockwise engine, counterclockwise gearbox. That makes things way much easier. Jose, that'd be great. You can learn a lot here. Send me an email, salesabismo.com with your information, and you never know, you may be able to intern with us. So thank you so much. AJ, you have great questions. I want to applaud you. You are very good. So many of us learn from you, so I really appreciate that. So we have a few more minutes. Let me try and get one more question in before we take a break for lunch and come back at 3, which will be in another two hours or so. So what else do we have? Let's finish this up with a question from Hydeco. Hydeco! <laughs> Would you mind telling me your opinion about a block guard and sleeve kits for Honda B and K motors? Do you think a block guard is reliable? If you use a block guard or sleeve kit, how much horsepower would be target? Okay, so that being said, he's asking about block guards versus sleeving, and I have never been an advocate of block guards, primarily because they tend to distort the bore, especially when the engine gets up to operating temperature. The only time I've seen a good opportunity for blood guard is if the sleeve cracks and it saves it by not letting it split all the way down. But in terms of efficiency, I hate blood guards. However, this past weekend I came across a company, CSS I believe, they're back east, and they have a new process which involves blood guarding where they machine out the top of the sleeve and impregnate a sleeve that has a perfect fit so you don't have those distortion issues. I may end up experimenting with that and keeping all of you abreast of my experience, but I'm a huge advocate of Dr. Iron Sleeves, like the guys from Gornigo, where they take all the material, they sleeve it with buttresses to keep for integrity of the sleeve itself, and we push those posts, geez, we push those posts 250 horsepower per cylinder, the other people push it past 300 horsepower per cylinder, 
it's 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 a proven concept. But the new CSS guys back east, I'll keep it posted and let you know what what what. No, I I hear that be shy, but I am one who will have to experiment myself and find out. So I'll probably send them something, have them take a look, and get it back, put together, beat up on it, and take it apart myself and measure and see what happens. So. Kevin, we'll see soon. And you're nearby as Kevin, so you'll come by and you'll see what my experience has been. But I like the fact that they don't just press in into the not-so-ideal gaps that exist between the sleeves and the cooling area, which cause distortion, especially at operating temperature. But they machine and make a perfect indent and then put in a perfect crush and then make it very nice so that the, expo the expansion is even and ideal. So that I've seen people using epoxies, uh, Jeremiah. They used to do that years ago, but it, it limits cooling, which is not very good. Papa, how are you? Good seeing you this afternoon. Thanks for joining us. You're making 900? That's great, BS. Um, but on the same token, or B. Shiles, hope I didn't just call you BS, or B. Shiles, that's great, but I am very scientific. So above and beyond making power, that's one thing. I will make power, I will take it apart, and I'll measure, and then I'll have my information then and that's why I hope that you guys come to me as a source because I'm very particular I'm very anal with information I put out there and that being said I'm here to help all of you so if I find some opportunities I'm more than happy to help them with some feedback but if it works well I'll be the first one to trumpet it to the cows come home with concrete data to back it up hello from Italy thank you so much for joining us Kenny boy I don't even watch TV let alone play video games I don't play Forza at all um, maybe if I have a relationship with them, maybe I'll play around with it a little bit, but I'm not a big gaming guy. I'm always working on car stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was like, mm. so. Okay, so guys. So thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. We have more questions. Well, quite a few more questions. So I'm going to go grab a bite. I'll come back. I have to do some work in the back to get ready for the film crew. And you'll join me in the back of the facility and we'll continue with some other questions. And then I would love to see you guys live. So see you in about two hours and five minutes. Stay tuned, guys. Thank you so much. Hello, Barachi. Hello, Jersey. Japan, 5 a.m. Good seeing you, Hyde. I'll be back in a couple of hours. Let's talk soon. Take care, guys. Cheers. Bye-bye. 5 minutes 30.